if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. And so that's what you've got to do. I Believe in You with Lizelle Hartley. Hello and welcome to I Believe in You, the podcast that help you to set your goals and plan your journey to achieve them. I'm Lizelle Hartley, a business and personal mentor and author of the Discovery Journal, I Believe in You. This episode, we are talking about where to put your focus. We will be talking to Raoul Bricker, international speaker, author, mentor, and the podcast host of Business Excellence. Raoul put his focus on the idea that you can change a habit in 21 days. You will be hearing from him shortly. You need to encourage yourself with positive thoughts and by believing yourself, you surely can. Life is short. Cut the negativity. Forget gossip. Surround yourself with those who care and who always believe in you. By your actions, you will start encouraging others around you. Yes, it's not always a part where things go easy, but it can be a positive habit that you can adopt and implement into your life. It can be our habits that encourage us or discourage us. Sometimes we have had habits for years. Life has moved on and it is time to change. A good idea on how to find out what your habits are is to ask friends to point out some positive and negative habits for you. You will be surprised about some of the things that they will mention to you. Let us eliminate unnecessary habits like too much time on social media and not being present with friends and family. Our guest is a mentor with lots of experience to share in where to put your focus. Welcome, Rail Bricker. Give me your version of the rail in the workplace. Rail in the workplace is someone who lives by a philosophy that my late father taught me. And, and, and he died far too young. But he had a view of the world that said, one day when I retire, I want 40 years experience, not one year 40 times over. And so me in the workplace, I embrace every day. Every day has to be different. If I have to do the same thing day after day, I get bored. I'm a little bit like a goldfish. I go around the bowl and I say, that's a rock. That's a rock. And so I need to be engaged with different things every day of my life. That's where I sit today. And I've done lots of things. And I think that's the most fun is being able to not overthink things, but just to to do things. I started my financial business 20 years ago with a view that I want to just help people get money for their businesses in venture capital. And then suddenly that morphed into a mortgage business. And 20 years later, we've done 3 billion in mortgages. So it's it's just been a journey. It's been a fun journey. That's what it's about. And it's about believing. It's about this inherent belief in myself. If you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. And so that's what you've got to do. Mm. Seven years ago, I dodged a bullet, uh, to put it mildly, although it, if people pick up the ex-South African accent, they'd think dodging a bullet is something completely different in the African context. But 
I dodged a bullet. I was training for a marathon and I ended up having two cardiac stents. But that made me refocus my life on doing what I do best, which is helping people grow their businesses and helping people find their why and helping people create rich and robust cultures in their business. And so that's what I've spent the last seven years doing besides being in finance and podcasting and getting to know Lizelle a whole lot better. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. So, Rael, where do you put your focus today and what is the drive behind it? So the drive behind what I do today is seeing the lights coming on in people's eyes. It's when I'm working with people, either on a big stage with a thousand people in an audience or in a small classroom with 10 people, it's about sharing ideas and working with them to discover the best they can be. And I, and, I, and I brand everything around this concept of excellence. And why excellence? Because being excellent is the best you can be. It's not being perfect because no one can be perfect. It's just being the best you can be. So my focus on a day-to-day basis is making people excellent, making people be the best version of themselves. And, and part of that is being a professional speaker, coach, mentor, author, and helping people, working with them from either a 45-minute keynote to a four-month you know, small business academy where they really get to explore themselves, their business, and make real change because that's what makes me happy at night when I see real change in people. We all have habits, and if this is your passion to change people, what is your advice on the habits that interfere with our visions? You know, there's a whole lot of theories. You know, 21 days to change a habit, 90 days to change a habit. I I think at the end of the day, it is about some level of self-motivation that that if you commit to it. So we all wake up on the 1st of January and go, this is the year I'm going to lose 10 kilos. I'm always doing that. Okay, right. Okay, this is the year I'm going to lose 10 kilos, right? But but and, And by the 3rd of January, we're back to our old habits because... The motivation that people have stands in, 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 in space. It doesn't actually have something real behind it. And, and, and a long time ago, you and I worked through the visualization of goals. Okay? And, we, and, and that's something I do with a lot of people on a day-to-day basis now, is not only say set a goal. And you, know, you talk to most people and they set a goal and what, how do they do that? They stick a yellow sticky note on their mirror and they look at it in the morning when they're shaving or they're putting on their makeup. But when you, when you do that, that goal stands alone on its own. But when you actually visualize the celebration that you're going to have when you achieve that goal and that becomes your motivator. So sometimes that celebration is about getting more customers, losing weight, you know, achieving something. But to just achieve it for the sake of achieving it, you end up with that guru sitting on top of the mountain cross-legged and saying, that's fantastic, I've reached this place, but what do I do now? Whereas when you've actually got a vision of where you want to be, you know, you see yourself in six months' time or 12 months' time when we can finally travel the world, sitting, you know, in Hawaii, drinking cocktails, because you've managed to get 10 new customers in your business, the reward is what drives your motivation. But if you're just trying to be motivated for the sake of being motivated, not going to happen. I'm all for rewards. And in today's busy life, my rewards now become I give myself time 
to go and do things because life is so busy. You would have never thought that you reward yourself with time out. But this is my place where I'm now. I'm giving myself time as a reward to go and do what I want to do. So you're very right. I'm living by that. Every single thing I want to achieve, I need a reward for it. Absolutely. It's, we think about it, you know, you go and train a puppy. Okay, and I know that, you know, it's hard to combine, you know, say puppies are like humans. But the truth is, when you're training a puppy, you give them a reward sometimes for not even actually doing anything, but just for showing that they've actually heard your voice. Mm. And then slowly you give them those rewards and then you stop giving them rewards and then they do a little bit more and you give them more rewards again. We do that every day when we train our pets, but we don't use that to train our own mind. Yeah. And so... Just by applying that same technique, mm. you know, we, we can do lots of things. And time is one of our most valuable. You, you give yourself time. The biggest complaint that I get from people is they don't have time. Okay, that's the first thing. But yet there's a famous book written called Confessions of the Dying. And it was a nurse in a hospice interviewing patients on their deathbed who were dying and were in palliative care. And not a single one of them said they wished they'd spent more time at work. You know, everything that they wanted or every regret they had uh, was about time with family, time to achieve things. That was that, that time is something we forget about. Mm. What's your point of view on decluttering your mind? I, I'm one that actually, so if I want to go to sleep at night, I'll use that, that, ex, that extreme example, right? There's two options. Take a sleeping tablet, which is something you shouldn't do every day, and, and you try and do very infrequently. But I will watch something on TV that is sound bites. Okay, so what I mean by that? So there are lots of shows on TV where it's, you know, porn stars. That's P-A-W-N, not P-O-R-N, just, just to clarify that for your listeners, okay? Okay. <laughs> um, but, but that is a story where somebody walks into a pawn shop, has an interesting item, they discuss it for two or three minutes, they either do a sale or don't do a sale, and then they move on to something else. That soundbite allows me to focus for two or three minutes on that story, not be worried about the next item, but just allows me to completely clear my head. Now, a lot of people think I'm mad when I explain how I go to sleep. But if I watch that for 10 minutes, not because I'm bored, mm. but because it's just allowed me to unwind for that day and it's cleared every thought out of my head. So that's the one way of, of, of clearing the clutter. I don't really write massive to-do lists. I write lists of people I have to speak to and that's about it. And, and that is a challenge because you get to the end of the day and you go, oh, you know, I should have done this and I should have sent that person an email and I meant to write a blog today. And so part of that is just using your diary and your time effectively. So my diary, you know, says on a Monday and a Thursday, as an example, LinkedIn and Facebook posts, right? It's there in my diary, the first hour of the day. Um, two other days of the week, say, write a blog and it's blocked out a diary, an hour of my diary time. So that's how I do some of the decluttering is I just focus on a task for, mm -hmm. a, for a short period. The same way when I want to go to sleep, I focus on a three-minute segment on a TV show. I focus on a task. Close the door of my office, sit down, go, I'm going to write a blog now for half an hour, and I write a blog for half an hour. It'll be horrible because it has to be re-edited afterwards, but it's just me downloading thoughts. I'm not overthinking it. I'm just writing it. 
Yeah. So for me, if I can add to that, it's basically to have a structure in your life because you know that specific days is what you're going to do that. And by doing that, you actually take it out of your mind and your mind is less clutter because it's something you always want to do. It's on your list. But most people will say, I know I have to do it, but I don't get to it. They just don't get to it because they don't have a time slot and actually down to the point a day where they have to do it. Well, I'll, I'll even extend that further. There's a chapter in my book, one of the last chapters of the book that I, that I published in 2018 called Keep It Simple. And I speak about a system called Monday to Friday that I use in my, in my financial services office. I had staff and one of them said to me, she was so stressed because every day she came in, this is 10, 12 years ago now, she'd see 40 files of clients on her desk. And it was, A, it was an overwhelming pile of clients B, she also threatened to resign if that pile fell on the floor and she had to sort it out. But that's that's another story. <laughs> but but what happened is I looked at what she was doing and I saw the process was she'd look at the first file and say, oh, that's too complicated. I'm just going to put that at the bottom of the pile and deal with it later. And that's how we do a lot of things in life. Mm. So I made a very, very simple system. I put a whiteboard up next to each staff member. And I put five columns onto that whiteboard called Monday to Friday. And I call it the Monday to Friday system. And then I put in a shelving system with five shelves marked Monday to Friday. And I said to them, take Lizelle's file as an example. And you go, yep, um, the bank have said to me they'll come back to me on Wednesday with an answer. So send Lizelle an email saying, hey, the bank will come back to you on Wednesday. Take that physical file and put it on the shelf called Wednesday and write Lizelle's name on the Wednesday column, then you've forgotten about it. It's off your radar. You don't have to worry about it till Wednesday. So that same person who had 40 files on their desk now comes in on Wednesday morning. 40 files over five days is only eight files a day. So they take eight files off their Wednesday shelf, put it on their desk. It's a manageable task. Mm. And so that same process of taking it out of your head by getting it done is exactly what my staff do. And to this day, they still do that. Yes, we have CRM systems and databases, whatever, but they still each have a whiteboard next to their desk. And on that whiteboard, they write down the tasks for a particular day because then they're off their radar and don't bug them. Raoul, absolutely love that. That is such a great concept to do. That for me is purely decluttering your mind because sitting in your mind is causing overwhelming having that system in place is mean you got less things to worry about so to say goodbye to you today can you leave me with a phrase that you would like to share to the world the the original working title of my book was called give up control to gain control and that's the phrase and i'll leave it to everyone to interpret that how they think it works, but give up control to gain control. Thank you, Rao, for joining us. If you would like to find out more about Rao, you can find his details in the description. One key point for you to take away is that life is too short to let negativity direct it. Put your focus on the positive things in life. The task we give you is to make a list in your discovery journal of good habits and how you can implement it. 
If you would like to try more of these exercises, you can find them in the Discovery Journal, I Believe in You. A link to this book can be found on our description. If you would like to get in touch or discuss anything from this episode, you can find contact details in the description. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our local Bendigo Bank Mobile Relationship Manager. Next time, we will be talking about controlling your direction with our guest, Elaine Fraser. Thank you for listening and good luck on your journey. I believe in you.